1: Because I'm a perfectionist. So what's up, everybody? You're listening to another episode of Life in English. I'm your host, Tony Kaizen, and I will not be starting this fucking transmission over again. So if there's any mistakes, if I say something stupid, you're just going to have to hear it. All right. So in this episode, I'm going to be talking about one of my favorite stand-up comedians, Anthony Jeselnik. All right. He is a comedian, like I said, but also an actor, a writer, and a producer, from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, okay, so before we get into the actual show, let's get into the intro, all right, because I'm a huge fan of stand-up comedy, I love stand-up comedy, and in the world of stand-up comedy, and just just in case you don't know what that is, stand-up comedy is simply when a comedian stands up on stage and tells jokes, that's literally what stand-up comedy is, so in the world of stand-up Anthony Jeselnik is the king of misdirection, if you ask me. And misdirection is kind of like uh, when, in this case, in this context, let's say a comedian is telling a joke or telling a story, and they're leading you in one particular direction, and you're following along, you think you understand what's happening, and then BAM! He takes you in another direction, right? He misleads you. He surprises you, you see? And he's become known for this. But he's also become known for his very dark uh, one-liner jokes, right? Jokes that are literally one line. So he's, been, he's become known for his dark sense of humor that will make you imagine the most horrific situations, you know? But he does it in such an intelligent and unpredictable way that you have to laugh even when the topic of discussion is mortifying or terrible or horrific, like I said before, you know? And I really value stand-up comedy in general, but I'm particularly grateful for comedians like Anthony Jeselnik because he's made a career out of taking the darkest ideas and situations and finding humor in those situations, you know? And I think good comedy takes a certain level of intelligence and creativity, and that's why I can always appreciate a good joke, no matter how fucked up the joke is, you know what I'm saying? And... Uh, I would say throughout history, but definitely today in 2020, many people are so quick to get offended by any and all controversial comments or opinions or even jokes. You know, so I really appreciate Anthony's decision to stay true to his craft and push the envelope or test the boundaries in terms of his comedic subject matter. You know, stand up comedy is the freedom of speech personified you know it's like it's one of the most creative and authentic expressions or exercises of the freedom of speech that we enjoy in the usa a comic or a comedian can get up on stage and express his or her opinions in front of a crowd without fear of social ridicule judgment embarrassment or anything like that because after all they're just jokes so, comedians help us think about everyday situations, you know, from, from different perspectives. Every comedian has their own thoughts and opinions and perspective. And they kind of shed light on things that most normal people don't take the time to think about, you know. And I think they get away with this or they're, they're able to do this because they make you laugh when they do it, you know. They speak truth, you know what I'm saying. And uh, they speak many truths that people are afraid to speak. In public, for all the reasons I just mentioned, like they're afraid of of being embarrassed or ridiculed or outcasted or something like that, you know? And um, that's just why I love stand up comedy so much. And who doesn't like to laugh, right? Everybody likes to laugh. I I imagine, right? Anyway, in this episode, I'm gonna be playing some of Anthony Jesselnik's best jokes from his comedy specials, Thoughts and Prayers, and Fire in the Maternity Ward, and both of these specials are available on Netflix, so you can just search his name, Anthony, A-N-T-H-O-N-Y, and his last name is Jesselnick, J-E-S-E-L-N-I-K, Anthony Jesselnick. all right, so I'm going to play uh, some of his best jokes or some of jokes that I found on the internet, um, really, I found them on YouTube, so you can actually Search for him on YouTube if you want. Even though I prefer to watch the entire show on Netflix, I'll leave that up to you. So I'm going to play some jokes and then I'll explain each joke one by one. So hopefully you can test your English comprehension and have a few laughs, you know what I'm saying, while you do it. Um, So I'm going to play one joke and then quickly try to explain the logic behind the joke and perhaps any English vocabulary that might be useful to you. And then we'll move on to the next joke. However, I will warn you before we start. I need to tell you, if you are an extremely sensitive person who gets offended very easily, or if you cannot see humor in dark situations or things like that, this episode might not be very enjoyable for you. Okay, but don't worry, because I will be introducing other comedians on this podcast in the future. All right. So you can check out the next one. Don't feel bad. It's not for everybody. I'll tell you that now. It's not for everybody. But that was the longest intro I think I've ever done. So let's get into the show.
2: I, uh, I of course, live in Los Angeles. I've got a nice place, obviously. (laughs) My brother's been staying with me for a couple of weeks now, which has been awful. My brother's crazy. Even my neighbors hate him. The other day I opened up the door, I caught him masturbating. He looks me right in the eyes and goes, shut the door. (laughs) I said, get inside.
1: All right, so in that joke, you think that he found his brother in a room like a bedroom or something masturbating and his brother simply told him shut the door and you might think ha ha that's funny that's the end of the joke but then the joke goes in another direction when anthony says get inside right which means or which implies his brother was actually standing outside of the house in the yard masturbating not inside you see what i'm saying and then he goes on uh, after this joke to continue talking about his family. So let's check it out.
2: My family loves it when I put them in jokes. They love it. they will be like, Anthony, please put me in your next joke. And I'll say, are you sure? Cause I'm gonna make you a pedophile. And then like, we don't care. We shouldn't be a part of this thing you've got going on. So I wrote that joke, put my brother in, I'm in Chicago where he lives doing a show. After the show, he comes backstage and I say, Mikey, what'd you think about that new joke? Do you like the shout out I gave you? <laughs> and he gets all uncomfortable. He goes, well, crowd seemed to think it was funny, but I think it's kind of weird that you've got a joke where you want to fuck me. <laughs> and I said, what, Mikey? No. No, monkey, you're my brother. That's a joke about you masturbating in front of my house. <laughs> and he goes, yeah. And then you're like, get back inside. <laughs> Just in case you guys are wondering whether or not my brother's a fucking idiot.
1: Okay, so there, was, there really wasn't a joke in that second clip. I just uh, wanted to play that because he kind of continued talking about the same subject. So now, we're going to get into the next joke, all right? Check it out.
2: Man, my parents were strict. Mom and dad were strict. My mom and dad once made me smoke an entire pack of cigarettes, an entire pack of cigarettes in one sitting, just to teach me an important lesson. About brand loyalty. (laughs) All
1: right, so in this joke, not only is it horrific to think about parents forcing their kids to smoke a pack of cigarettes, but brand loyalty is a reference to the fact that most cigarette smokers will choose one brand, like Camel or Marlboro or whatever, they'll choose one brand. and stick with that brand forever. They won't change, they won't experiment with other cigarettes. They choose one, and they just smoke that forever. So it's obviously ridiculous to imagine parents making their child do something like that, especially for that reason, you see what I mean? And in the next joke, Anthony continues to talk about his parents, all right? So let's check it out.
2: I learned a lot from my parents, especially my dad. Like I'll never forget The first time I ever got a bad report card in school. First time I got a bad report card in school, I brought it home, I gave it to my dad, and my dad beat me. Beat the hell out of me. But I learned something. Because the next time I got a bad report card in school, I brought it home, and I gave it to my mom. (laughs) Let her take the hit.
1: All right, so in this joke, he he said he used to get beat by his dad when he brought home bad grades when he was in school. So you think that he's being funny when he says, so I stopped bringing the grades to my dad and I started taking them to my mom. Problem solved, right? And you think that's the joke. But then he takes you in another direction when he says, let her take the hit. So what you should be imagining, the joke, I should say, is when he gave... The report card to his mom instead of his dad she then took the report card and showed his dad and his dad beat his mom instead of him right obviously it's ridiculous but it's it's pretty funny if you ask me so uh that's it for this joke man let's get on to the next one where anthony talks about guns let's check it out
2: i don't own a gun i'm against guns to be honest when i was a kid When I was a kid, my parents had a gun. My parents said we had to have a gun. Gotta have a gun to protect the five children. Gotta have a gun to protect our five children. Of course, they eventually got rid of it to protect their four children. (laughs) I'm not gonna lie, it was fun while it lasted. I was
1: getting pretty good towards the end. All right, so in this joke, uh, he's saying his parents got a gun to protect the five children, right? But what you should understand from this joke is that eventually they had to get rid of the gun or throw the gun away or remove the gun from the house because obviously one of the children was killed by that gun or by someone using that same gun. You see what I mean? And then he furthers the joke. He he makes it more clear by saying, it was fun while it lasted. I was getting really good at the end. And if you watch the special on Netflix, you'll see he's acting like he has a gun in his hand. So what he's implying is that he took his parents' gun and killed one of his brothers or sisters. You see what I mean? Um, again, it's fucked up, but it's pretty funny. Now let's get into the next set of jokes. I think it's gonna get a little bit darker here, so prepare yourself. Uh, in this joke, Anthony's gonna be talking about his sister. All right, let's check it out.
2: My, uh, my sister just had a baby. My sister had a baby to try to save the relationship. But I still don't talk to her.
1: All right, so in this joke, he starts by talking about his sister and how she had a child trying to save her romantic relationship. But then he goes in a completely different direction by saying that he, Anthony Jeselnik, still doesn't talk to her, meaning his sister. And what he's implying is that he is in a romantic relationship and had a baby with his sister. You see what I'm saying? And I got to tell you, man, I watched uh, this comedy special with my sister and she did not think that shit was funny man (laughs) but I loved it all right so anyway let's get into the next joke where Anthony is going to talk about uh, some phone calls he received so let's see what that's about let's check it out
2: life can be funny sometimes right like I can't get into details right now But earlier this week, I received the single greatest phone call of my life. And then just five minutes later, I got another call telling me that my dad is in the hospital. I said, yeah, I just heard. (laughs)
1: So in this joke, uh, he he referenced or he mentioned two phone calls. The first one was the best of his life, right? He doesn't say what happened during that phone call or what was said during that phone call. And then just five minutes later, he received a second one saying his dad's in the hospital. So when he says, yeah, I just heard what you should understand is that the first phone call was somebody else telling him the same information. Your dad's in the hospital. And the fucked up part about it is, it was the best phone call of his life, learning that his dad was uh, in the hospital. Again, it's fucked up, but that is funny, man. I'm sorry, that's funny. Now in this next joke, he's gonna continue talking about his dad, okay? So let's check it out.
2: I mean, look, I don't wanna give you guys the wrong impression, you know? I didn't hate my father. My father wasn't a bad guy. For instance, I never once, not once, not ever, ever, saw my dad hit my mother. I mean, he was quick, and you can't... (laughs) You can't teach speed, that comes from him.
1: All right, so in this joke, Anthony starts by making you think that his dad was a good guy because he never saw his dad hit or beat his mother right but with the with the misdirection of the joke what he's what he's trying to make you imagine is the reason he's never saw his dad hit his mother is because his dad punched her so fast he moved so quickly that it was impossible to see him hit her. You see what I'm saying so. That's why i like these jokes so much because it forces you to really use your imagination and again it's fucked up man like all the other jokes but it's funny to me so he talked about his dad in the last two jokes and now uh he's gonna start talking about his mom okay so let's check it out
2: i remember when i was 13 my mom got diagnosed with parkinson's and my dad just gave up immediately said, I can't deal with this, I can't live like this, and packed up his car. So as a 13-year-old boy, I had to be the one to roll up my sleeves and say, okay, guess I'm going with dad. Sounds like mom needs some alone time.
1: (laughs) So in this joke, uh, he says that his mom got a horrible disease, right? And instead of staying with her and taking care of her, his dad just divorced her and he left, right? So so Anthony says when he was a boy at 13 years old, he had to make a tough decision. Now you think that he's going to say, At 13, I had to be the one to take care of my mother and I had to be strong. But then he goes in a completely different direction and says, shit, I guess I'm going with dad, right? Which means that he also left his mom, right? Now, he compliments the joke or he makes it even funnier by saying the following. Sounds like mom needs some alone time, right? So uh, anyway, that's the gist or the idea of that joke now in the next joke Anthony's gonna go back to his dad and I won't even mention the subject I'll just let you I'll just let you hear it alright so let's check it out
2: and I think like a lot of like a lot of guys I'll never forget the one time I saw my dad's penis I said dad don't text me shit like that
1: All right. So in that joke, Anthony mentions a very relatable moment by saying that every guy has seen his dad's penis at least once in his life. Now, most people, it doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman, most people will imagine, oh, maybe when he was getting out of the shower or uh, something like that, maybe his, his pants fell down when he was at the pool and you saw it by accident. But then he takes the joke in a completely different direction by saying, dad, Don't text me shit like that. Which means that he didn't see his dad's penis on accident. His own father sent him a picture of his penis. You see what I'm saying? I'll let you decide if that's funny or not. All right, let's get on to the next joke. In this joke, he's still talking about his family, um, but just his family in general. All right, so let's check it out.
2: When I was a kid, my family used to move around a lot. but now they're all fat as fuck.
1: (laughs) All right, so this is the one joke. It's funny because it's the shortest joke, but I think uh, it's some useful vocabulary here because when most people say my family used to move around a lot, what they normally mean is that they moved to a lot of different cities. You see what I mean? Like they did not live in the same city for a long time. They were constantly moving from city to city. Then he quickly goes in a different direction by saying, But now they're all fat as fuck. Okay. So he used the literal meaning of the same phrase to make this joke work. Now, what do I mean by that? Because to move around simply means to physically move your body, right? Which implies that you are physically active, right? You're exercising. So when he says, Now they're fat as fuck. Talking about his family, he's saying that they literally don't move around anymore. They're not active, so they sit at home, just getting fat due to their inactivity. Right. So he played with the literal and metaphorical meaning of the words to make this joke. Hopefully that makes sense. All right. Now let's move on. The next joke is about I think his cousin, and um, his cousin and a superhero now maybe that sounds strange but it will make sense in just a moment alright let's check it out
2: to give you an idea to give you all an idea of how crazy my family is I'm not even the biggest asshole in my own family (laughs) I had this cousin everybody hated this cousin my own family hated this cousin And then a couple of years ago, my cousin fell off of a horse and broke his neck. We all refer to that as the Superman incident. (laughs) Because that horse is a hero.
1: All right. So in that joke, he starts by making it very clear that everyone in his family hated this particular cousin. And when the cousin fell off of a horse, the family called it the Superman incident. Now, the crowd thinks the crowd is the people listening at the show, right? So the crowd thinks that this is the punchline, right? The Superman incident. And everybody starts to laugh. And maybe they infer or maybe they guess or imagine what Anthony is trying to say. And that's why they start laughing. And then Anthony pauses and waits for the audience to stop laughing so he can deliver the real punchline by calling the horse a hero, which is why they call it the Superman incident. So basically what he's implying with this joke is that they hated the cousin so much that when the cousin fell off of a horse and broke his back or whatever happened, he hurt himself in some way Everybody called that horse a hero, right? They're so happy that their cousin got fucked up in this terrible accident. You see what I'm saying? So I have one more audio clip to play for you guys, but this one is not a joke. It's actually Anthony Nick talking about why he does the things that he does, you know, because if you're listening until now and just in this episode, you can see his sense of humor is pretty dark, man. It's pretty fucked up right? He, he jokes about babies dying and planes crashing and uh, mass shootings and his mom getting disease and shit like that. And uh, it's fucked up, but they're just jokes, you know what I mean? And a lot of people don't understand why he does what he does, or a lot of people hate him for what he does. For example, a few years ago, there was a mass shooting in Boston. There was some marathon, some kind of race, and somebody showed up and just started killing people, you know, in the very same day that this happened, right, this tragedy happened, He, Anthony got on Twitter and made a joke about it, right, which for most people is unacceptable. You can't do that. It's too soon. You can never joke about something like that. Why are you making fun of tragic situations? Why are you making fun of victims that lost their lives and the families that are suffering, right? You can't do that. So the clip I'm about to play you now is basically Anthony's response to people's comments like that, saying, oh, you're just making fun of people who are suffering and going through tragedy. You're a piece of shit. All right, so Anthony's gonna share his philosophy and his way of thinking about that subject, okay? So I'm gonna play the clip now, and then after that, I'll do the outro for this episode, and that'll be it, all right? So let's check it out.
2: This is who I'm making fun of when I make a joke on Twitter the day of a tragedy. The people who see something horrible happen in the world, and they run to the internet, and they run to their social media, their Facebook, their Twitter, whatever they got, and they all write down the exact same thing. My thoughts and prayers. (laughs) My thoughts and prayers with the people in Aurora. My thoughts and prayers with the families in Boston. Do you know what that's worth? fucking nothing. <laughs> fucking less than nothing. Less than nothing. You are not giving any of your time, your money, or even your compassion. All you were doing, all you were doing is saying, don't forget about me today. Don't forget about me. lots of crazy distractions in the news right now, but don't forget how sad I am. (laughs) Those people are worthless and they deserve to be made fun of. They're like a wedding photographer who only takes selfies. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Alright, so that's the end of the show, or almost. The end of the show everybody um I, I really was excited to prepare this episode I'm not sure how well it went because I think if you have to explain a joke it's really not funny anymore but in the context of this show it's not just about the jokes it's so you can test your English comprehension hopefully you'll have a good time while you're doing it expose yourself to uh, more vocabulary and things like that and it's just you know good entertainment I think or I hope you know but in this episode I was really excited to share Anthony Jeselnik's material because, like I said, I'm a huge fan of stand-up comedy in general. I plan to talk about other comics um, in the future, but Anthony Jeselnik is definitely one of my favorite because I personally have a very dark sense of humor and uh, I really identify with his style, you know, his, his way of practicing stand-up comedy. It's really, really, uh, I appreciate it. I'll just leave it at that you know? So again, hopefully you can remember these are just jokes, people, you know what I'm saying? And hopefully you'll check out Anthony Jesnick's material in your free time, or at least be inspired to check out other American comedians, you know what I mean? Stand-up comedy is, uh, is a really, really unique and special art form that I appreciate a lot. So that's why I really wanted to do this episode today, all right? But I guess that's it for now, man. Uh, I will put Links to his shows, also uh, the explanation for these jokes in the show notes. Again, uh, I believe I said this in, I can't remember which episode it was, but I'm in the process of trying to build a new website for the podcast where you can see all or listen to all the episodes and uh, read the show notes, probably a transcription, and get access to different links and media that I mention in each episode, all right? It's not ready yet, but just be patient with me. All right, But that's it for now, man. So this has been another episode of Life in English. I'm your host, Tony Kaizen, and I'll talk to you later. Peace!
0: Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus,